I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Have you finished grieving yet? Those words, those were the words that one of my best friends in the entire world said to me following my miscarriage. The truth was at the time that she said that it was maybe two or three months post-miscarriage, I'd done so much work on myself, but at that particular time, I did not feel like I had finished grieving. Yet, where am I today? Nearly five, no, nearly six years after my miscarriage. What does that feel like? Where am I now on this journey? And that's what I wanted to dive in with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in every week to listen to my ramblings, to listen to my lessons, the things that I feel would be really helpful for you on your infertility journey. Back when I started trying in 2012, podcasts weren't even really a thing. And certainly Facebook groups, all of that kind of stuff had not taken off to the extent that it has today. So I am forever grateful that there are people out there who have started these incredible technologies because I know that I would have loved to have had this support back when I was in the thick of everything happening on my journey. If you are new here, my name is Robin Birkin. I'm from sunny Perth in Western Australia where I live with my surfy husband and I guess my happy endings, my two ICSI babies. So they're both the result of ICSI, which is a type of IVF, and they both come from the same retrieval. Not my first retrieval. They come after a lot of heartache, a lot of uh, failed cycles, a lot of soul searching, and a lot of low moments. And today we're going to revisit my miscarriage. Those of you who know me will know that my miscarriage for me was my rock bottom moment. My miscarriage came after we'd spent a year trying for ourselves and then spent a year at a fertility clinic. I had just had my first IVF cycle and my first IVF retrieval. I was as sick as a dog from hyperstimulation, but we fell pregnant, which was awesome. It kind of made it feel like everything was worth it. Uh, And then to be told only two days before we were due to have our sort of ultrasound that checked the heartbeat that the pregnancy was not viable. Those are the words that they used. And it was, I guess, then my choice that they told me that if I didn't, I guess, take steps to like end the pregnancy and induce this medical miscarriage, that my body, because my progesterone levels were so high, would hold on to the pregnancy for weeks and weeks, like five or six weeks. And so we made the choice to end the pregnancy. At that time, 
So this was January 2014. I felt like this is possibly the lowest that life can ever get. Surely nothing tops how this feels. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting on my miscarriage because over Christmas we returned to the place that I escaped to following that miscarriage. How does that look? you know, six years after that happened and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I was told that the pregnancy wasn't viable. I felt physically like shit because I had hyperstimulation but I also just felt emotionally done and I think, you know, one of the lessons that I want to talk about today and that I talk about a lot is that everyone grieves differently. On our fertility journeys, you know, even if you haven't experienced a loss, we all process, we all handle this really differently and that's okay. So the way one person copes on this journey might be radically different to the way another person copes on this journey. That's okay. Um, but there are also healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy coping mechanisms. So we need to understand in ourselves whether we are on the right path of, you know, allowing our feelings, processing our feelings and allowing those to pass or whether we are doing things that may not be healthy for our emotions. And, you know, I was not, up until that point, I was not handling any part of my journey in a good way or in a healthy way. I was trying to be strong. I was trying to ignore everything. I was trying to just put it under the rug and be strong on the outside. I wasn't engaging in any kind of daily habits or rituals that would have been positive for my mental health. I was kind of just going down the rabbit hole, but for trying trying to ignore (laughs) that I was going down the rabbit hole Um, (laughs) and pretend that none of this was happening and just be like, I'm just going to push through because then next month will be the month that I fall pregnant. Then I, I wouldn't fall pregnant and then I would hit rock bottom again and it would be a new rock bottom and I'd say that's okay because this next one is going to be the month that I fall pregnant. And it was kind of this skimming along the surface, this like every month I thought I was hitting rock bottom but it wasn't a true rock bottom because it never motivated me to do anything about it until I had the miscarriage. It was like this whole new rock bottom that I didn't know and I've now, you know, now having the hindsight of revisiting that miscarriage, I don't think I, like, I don't feel like I had ever really fully connected with this baby. And some of you may feel really different about that. But for me, I hadn't even seen a heartbeat. Like it was this real kind of gray zone. But what I did grieve was our chance at having a family like it actually felt like this was over it felt like what the fuck have I been doing for two years I've been spending all this money I've been spending all this time I've been basically like holding my breath every month waiting to fall pregnant I you know I'd invested so much into that and it was what I I guess what I was grieving was almost like hope or the life that I thought I might have or my chances of falling pregnant, like it just felt like a kick in the guts is what I can say about that moment. Um, That's kick in the guts is how I would describe feeling. And so 
I wasn't coping. I would walk around work with tears in my eyes. I've said this so many times. Like I just, I felt like a zombie just walking through, doing the motions, didn't want to be there, didn't want to be anywhere for that matter. I kind of just wanted to go into my bedroom, close the door and resurface in six months time once I felt like I had time to process things. And because I wasn't coping, we made this last minute decision to go to a place called Lombok in Indonesia. So it's not quite Bali. It's quite close to Bali, but it's not Bali. And we went to the south of Lombok to a place called Kuta Lombok, where the surf is, but not much else. We went to stay at an eco retreat called Heaven on the Planet. And this was in March. So this was two months after my miscarriage. My hormones had crashed so dramatically that clumps of hair would fall out every time I brushed my hair or got it wet in the shower and I mean clumps of hair I mean like a full handful of hair every time which was really distressing for me and that continued in Lombok I remember as well going surfing and then the resort was located like at the top of this kind of cliff top, right? And I had to go up the stairs with this surfboard. It had like a hole in it, so it had taken on a lot of water and it was really heavy. And trying to walk up these stairs and grazing both my knees. And, it, you know, that think of the symbolism of that, like me being on my knees, grazing my knees, like kicking the guts, right, when I felt so low. Um, And then because we were in this really tropical climate, it didn't really want to heal properly. So what a metaphor for this journey, you know, like these ongoing wounds that don't want to heal, me on my knees. That's how I felt following the miscarriage. And I talk about it all the time, but this trip was the start of my healing journey. It was a wake-up call that, why the fuck have I been putting my life on hold so much? Like my, I had made my life so freaking boring and unenjoyable and I paused everything. I worked like a dog because I was so, you know, thinking about earning more money so I could afford more cycles or so I could, you know, make the money for my kids or so that I could take that leave later, like constantly pinning my hopes on, this has to like this next month will be the month instead of being like actually I can have a really fucking awesome life right now Uh, and then going to Lombok I was like why have I not been going on a holiday to actually have some downtime and to do things that are fun like you know I hadn't been drinking I hadn't been doing anything and I'm certainly not saying that you should drink but I went there and I had a few beers and I relaxed and by the pool and read some books and they had as part of the package there was a massage included every day and these are things that I never ever did that I then did on this trip we this the place that we stayed was so freaking remote that it was literally the resort and by resort I mean there were five guests there there wasn't a lot of people there um but it backed onto a village The people in the village did not have access to potable water. I'm serious. What a blessing it is to have 
clean water. The people in this town didn't have that. Did I, did they have running toilets? I don't even know. Um, but they used to all bathe in like a dam thing in the middle of the town and it was just a wake-up call. And it's not to say that to diminish what I was going through because what I was going through was really hard, but it was also a wake-up call that I had plenty of blessings in life. I mean, you, me, we're pretty bloody lucky to grow up where we grow up and to have flushing toilets and showers and it seemed like it's so hard to bring ourselves back to that moment but in Lombok it was right in front of my face that this was the world in which so many people in the world live um and you know that was sort of my Lombok experience I ended up doing so many other things once I got back I started writing in a gratitude journal I started saying affirmations I just started accepting and processing my emotions which I hadn't really done before I had kind of swept them under the carpet and you know it was really I feel like it was a really quick process that you know we then I think it was it must have been in April or May had a frozen cycle which failed but that was the first cycle that I didn't fall apart in um and that cycle failed. It was a frozen embryo transfer and it failed. Um, but I felt like in that moment that I'd begun my healing process. And that trip, that whole thing was now six, nearly six years ago. And this Christmas time, we went back to Lombok. I was expecting all kinds of triggers. I would, you know, continually ask myself, have I have I really healed or have I just, you know, once again shoved this whole experience under the carpet and then all of these emotions are going to come up back up to the surface when we go on this trip? Am I going to be reminded about the deep, deep heartache that I felt the last time I was in Lombok. It's the only time I've been to Lombok. We were staying at the same resort. I can remember, you know, it was, you know, like you can almost picture the ghost of yourself sitting at the pool, you know, crying by myself with sunglasses on. That was, you know, how I felt and what was happening the last time I was in Lombok. So we went back to Lombok over these Christmas holidays and I wanted to share with you, I guess, few, a few of the reflections slash learnings that I had following that trip. So number one is that you do not know where your life will be in five years time. I honestly can say right now that following that miscarriage, I felt like I was never going to fall pregnant. I felt like I had just wasted the last couple of years of my life, which I kind of had. Um, but I felt like it, I couldn't possibly have fathomed that actually I would be back in Lombok in five years' time with two children having like a family holiday by the pool. I could not actually fathom that that was going to occur in my life and yet here I am. It felt like in the thick of things that I would never move past 
those moments and that heartache and the feelings that I was feeling. And I want to let you know that you do not know what's in your future. You mean your future may or may not include children, but I could never have imagined at the same time that I would have a podcast that has, you know, like 10,000 people list tune into each month. I like, I would never have foreseen where my life would go, what my day-to-day routine's like. It could be so radically different from where you are right now. And the truth is that you just have no idea. Um, So you just, you know, I guess got to leave it open for the universe uh, to decide and just know that you, it could be radically different to what you think it might be. The next thing is that I do think it's possible to fully explore your feelings your emotions, your situations, and then put them in a box and close that chapter, which is what happened for me in Lombok. Like I said, I was expecting to be so triggered by all of these things. I was expecting all of the memories to come back. I, you know, and I was fully, I went to Lombok fully prepared to explore those emotions again, to revisit my miscarriage, to revisit the heartache that I felt. And I definitely didn't shy away from, you know, what the feelings are going to come up, are the feelings that are going to come up. And I was just like, actually, no, I there's nothing. I don't feel that heartache anymore. That's powerful, you guys. I hope that you know, like your life could too be like that. If you feel like you are stuck in the weeds at the moment, if you feel like you are stuck in the heartache, and it doesn't mean that you can just sweep those feelings under the rug, but it does mean that you can explore them, you can experience the heartache, you can allow the heartache, you can accept the heartache, but then there will come a time when you will say, you know what, I've experienced this and now I'm ready to put this in a box. I'm done with these emotions and it will take me to my next point, which is that everyone grieves differently. Everyone's feelings and emotions, the way they handle things, the, you know, the way that they may have bonded with that baby. Some people feel like they've bonded with their embryos. I didn't feel that way. And maybe that's part of the way that I feel differently. We obviously lost our baby fairly early and so I imagine that it is a completely different experience for people who have lost their babies at another stage. I think it's really important sometimes to feel those feelings is because there is a concept called amplification whereby you know when we perceive emotions as really bad or really negative and we try to I guess avoid having them they can then amplify. We then get to this point where the next little thing feels more traumatic then the next thing feels even more traumatic and then the next thing feels even more traumatic and we get to the that's how we get to these sort of breaking points but for me i felt like no nah, if that moment has passed in my life and i'm no longer there but i do feel like i process my emotions and i was ready to explore those if you know things came flooding to the surface and they didn't Hopefully that fills you with a little bit of hope that things that might have been triggering before, things that might have filled you with heartache and dread and things like that before, quite probably won't in the future and that things do get easier. 
The next one is, which is my last one, is that life is just one huge transition, guys. We spend our lives sometimes waiting for the transition. Like this is a really hard point in my life. I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, just put my head down and bum up until I'm through this. Like, tell me if you've ever said that to yourself or this is just a really hard stage of life at the moment. But the problem with that is that all life is hard. Life is always just one stage to the next stage. Like when you finish one stage, you just get on another stage. When you finish one traumatic thing, a new traumatic thing comes. And sometimes for us, infertility is sort of the first um, experience of trauma that we have in our lives, but that doesn't mean that new trauma won't come. And I think as we get older, things happen. People get cancer. Um, people who we love pass away in accidents. You know, we lose houses, we lose jobs. We just, I guess, go from one traumatic thing to the next in our lives. And we can't get caught up in these individual moments of our lives. We need to see life as one big transition and that all we have that is certain is now like it's right now is the moment that we have and we can't wait any longer for any particular moment to to pass because we don't know what the next moment holds and sometimes and especially when it comes to this whole babies and kids and things like that it is all just one transition to the next and then one challenge to the next so What you have is now. You have this moment now. How are you going to live your life? Are you going to be the Robin who was, you know, fell down with the surfboard in her hands while she was trying to go up a cliff and then thinking, poor Robin, all the time? Or are you going to be, you know, get back up, process your emotions, you know, figure out what's going on and, you know, soldier on Robin Uh, but do know that you have no idea what life has in store for you have hope guys that you will have different days in the future but just don't pause to experience the magic that is there in life so I hope that's answered your question yes I have fully grieved my miscarriage my friend uh, who asked Um, it has taken, you know, I feel like it's taken this entire time, you know, for me to close that chapter in my story. Um, and you know, maybe it will be shorter for you. Maybe it will be longer for you. Your story is your story. Thank you so much for listening guys. And I would love to catch you at the very next episode. Bye. Whoa, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. It's free. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com slash library. There are cheat sheets, eBooks, meditations, affirmations, and so much more, and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com slash library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. 
and this information is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinberkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.